Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends, doing a best of episode this week because every now and then I'll record a series of episodes and there will be such good little gems. I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jazz. And I don't want them to get missed. I understand that even myself, I can't keep up with all my favorite podcasts and catch every episode. And every now and then I get these little clips from like, damn, that was special. And I want to make sure they get the attention they deserve. So here we are with a quick best of episode. And I also kind of like the idea of doing shorter episodes every now and then. Sometimes I don't have time for an hour. So I figure if I don't, maybe you don't. I don't know. Let's give it a try. As always, let me know if you like them. But let's get into this. The first episode is with a dear friend of mine, Lauren Will. He's a music lawyer and an overall super bright, super smart person. He came on the podcast in 2020 to talk about how to get signed and then came back onto the podcast in 2022 to talk about how to get signed, but also how much has changed just in those two years in the industry. So in this clip, he talks about the difference between being an artist and a musician and really just how different that is and how that can affect your career, but more in a positive light where you can use that to your advantage. So let's get right into it. To be an artist today is not just to play music. No, it's not. To be an artist today is to be on TikTok, to be on Instagram, to know how to make that content too. Yeah. And this is a thing that I don't want to sound offensive, but there's a difference to me now between an artist and a musician. Wow. And an artist is someone who does all of those things. The art of the music industry now is not just music, it is who your public persona is. And sometimes it's you don't say shit, but that has to somehow be your persona and you have to make that work. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't think I had that. I was a musician. I played music. You'd get on a stage, you'd fucking rip, you'd look great doing it, but that's what that was. And today it is very difficult to succeed as a musician. Wow. You have to be an artist. You have to be the whole package. And it's not about faking the funk. It is yeah. about finding the real connections with your fans having a voice that is distinct. Like, look, if you, I, I don't wanna sound like an asshole, but if you're a band that sounds like all the bands that came before you, or maybe even a combination of two or three of them, but I can say, oh, that's where you sound like this band, th it's probably gonna be harder for you. You have to have something unique to bring to the table. And that's what we see with most of our artists that are successful is they're saying something in a new way. They're saying something in a unique way. They're connecting with their fans. They know how to interact with their fans. We have a client who just started, you know, really growing very organically, never got playlisted, you know, never got shouted out by big artists, just started growing and growing. And I'd sit there and listen to him talk about how he learned how you could never mention Spotify in your TikTok post. And he would wait for, until he had a certain number of comments, then go in and comment on every one of them, because then that would be at one time a big boost. And that would lead to algorithmic something. And then he'd wait at a certain point, then he'd start going back in and telling them to go to Spotify, because at that point, he'd reach the numbers he knew that he could then do. And I was just sitting there and I was like, how did you and anyone who knows about this stuff is probably like, Lauren, you're describing all of that wrong. But guess what? That's not my job. So I mean, you know, I'm hearing it. And I'm like, Jesus, fuck, that's smart. Like, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, and he, no one taught him that. Yeah, he just he's an artist. Yeah. And he just did it. He's like, I want to reach fans. I want to grow fans. And he started seeing what worked. Oh, that video on TikTok didn't get the number of plays and yeah. hearts and whatever you call them. That's yeah. the other one did. And he just saw it and he just made it work. And in 2022, that's what an artist is. Mm. And that is simultaneously, as I said, a blessing and a curse. Some people don't want to do that. They just want to write the music. And right. this is not really anymore the 
industry for them. All right, this next clip is with Katerina Nasser, and she is an A&R at Electra and Fueled by Ramen. And she's had a really cool come up story in her career, but this specific moment that we're gonna go to is her talking about how much easier life and her career got when she really started owning who she was and her truths and just being herself. And that sounds like such a cliche, but the way she explains it and how she then applied that to her career and really how much that opened up for her when she did so was really beautiful. So let's get right into that. My whole career changed when I started owning where I actually came from. Wow. When I started talking about my fangirl past, when I started talking about where my parents were from, mm -hmm. you know, those things that make me me, like mm -hmm. it, it changed my whole perspective on how I look at artists and music and how I talk to people. Like mm. it really opened my eyes. And, you know, that day I was like, I wonder if he was like, I like, you know, came back to me three days later and was like, here's the job offer. So signed an offer with him to be his assistant at, I want everyone to understand this Atlantic records, Electra records and imprint of Atlantic with, I think he had 11 artists on the label. Uh -huh which was an imprint within Atlantic. And he worked the entirety of the Ed Sheeran project. So I was like, oh my God, I'm like, this is, it. this is great. What a great, like easy stepping stone into a label system, right? Like working for an imprint, working with one of my favorite artists of all time. This is amazing. I sat with him on the phone before, you know, I really accepted the job. And I was like, I want to sign, I want you to know, like, I know you kind of do this like curated Americana singer songwriter alternative thing, which is mm. what Electra was at the time, mostly. But I want to sign a boy band one day uh -huh. and I want to sign Shawn Mendes uh -huh. and I want to work with pop music. Uh -huh. is, that, is that a lane that will be carved out for me here? Whoa, cool. Basically, like, will I be able to sign stuff to Atlantic? Right, right. Was essentially the question. And or like, do you want to expand Electra? And he goes, no, that's great. I'm going to need that. And at the time I was like, it's a weird way to say that. <laughs> but okay. I just want to, I wanted to clarify once again what I wanted because I don't want to compromise what I wanted. I, I right. wanted to be able to work with like big pop stars one day and um, do that kind of stuff. I take the job. A couple months go by. I'm in Lebanon visiting my family. I catch up on my music news. I'm like, like whatever, scrolling. There's an article from last week that's like Electra Music Group and Electra and Fueled by Ramen coming together to form Electra Music Group with Greg, my now contractually assigned boss and this other man Mike Easterlin yeah. <laughs> on the cover and I was like what is this <laughs> so I text Greg or like call Greg or whatever hey like first of all congratulations because <laughs> it looks like you just got a big fat promotion but also are we good like is, is are my, and my he goes no like the means tell you I just couldn't you know obviously but you know I hope you're a Fuel by Ramen fan I was like it's only like everything I've ever loved yeah. in my entire life yeah. And suddenly that comment of like, I'm going to need that made sense, right? Because now we're our own label and we're separate from Atlantic and our roster is a majority alternative yeah. um, with our biggest acts becoming 21 Pilots, Brandy Carlisle and Panic at the Disco all at once, right? And right. still Ed who kind of sits and straddles both places. But um, yeah, it just felt like there was this clear, honestly, lane for me to, to bring in young talent in the pop, more pop-centered space, whatever that means. When I say pop, I don't want to mean like, bubble gum i mean like yeah, I people who want to become you know like yeah that become You're that yeah, yeah i yeah. get you 
All right, the last clip is with my dude, Mike Koziel, who is a director of photography, the co-founder of Last Good Film Lab and Era Studios in Los Angeles, and an overall rad human being. If you haven't seen his work, go look it up. He is remarkably good at everything that he does. There's a certain feeling, a certain look that he gets out of every project that he does. It's one of those people that I just see his work instantly and I'm like, damn, I wish I could be on that level, but I'm very inspired by it. And in this clip, we talk about how he constantly gets inspiration and what he does to find it when maybe he doesn't have it right out the rip. So again, I think this is a little clip that would be very helpful for anyone in any creative field. So let's go. How do you as a creator find inspiration? Like, where does that come from? Where do you continuously push and evolve and like look to be inspired to make your own thing? Um, I have like specific idols and creators who I greatly respect. And I like, um, I'm a huge fan of Euphoria. Uh, like Marcel Rev, the DP is incredible, an incredible artist and like a painter with light. And like every time a new episode comes out, I just like get sucked into his like ability to film with uh like film and yeah. like the lighting and the way he chooses camera movement like that stuff gets me so anxious to go create and like just seeing work that i resonate with and like the opposite of that though has been like living life you know like going rock climbing like going driving like being alone at night on the highway yeah. like shit like that gets the gears going like i can sit in front of a computer and be like you have to do this right now yeah and like get a coffee and like force it but like you can't do that all the time right you know, like i see a lot of like there's a whole lot there's a lot more like mental health awareness nowadays and like there's a lot of i see a lot of like motivational posts on ig where it's like creatives need to take breaks like you can't like the grind set isn't a flex anymore Dude. it's like i feel bad for people who are like stuck in the grind set yeah because like yo you're like not like i think the best filmmakers and storytellers gain experience through living life you know wow so like if you're not living life in addition to creating then like your work is sort of artificial and like forced it'll fall into a template right it'll fall into like a you at one point innovated and did something and now you have carved out a pattern and you have no longer innovated that because you haven't taken the time to evolve that yeah you come into a grind set and now you have made a copy paste template yeah and like you're just, i need to do this because i need the money or like i need to do this because like i need the clout or like yeah all of that and it's like yo i'm gonna actually turn that job down because like i want to go snowboarding tomorrow because that's gonna like do a lot for me like feeling good about like not stressing about certain shit you know what i mean yeah so like weirdly enough like it doesn't make sense on paper but like living life has made working hard a lot easier because there's like a reward like yeah this big toyota job that me and eric did like we spent four days locked in a room together not at like the whole time but like locking ourselves in getting the creative down making the shot list making the budget work scouting locations hiring the crew now we're doing vfx we're like you know on all these conference calls with the client and all that and the moment it's done and released like, I don't think we should just hop right onto another big one. Like, we should take a day off and go snowboarding or like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. reward ourselves with a job well done. Kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, decompress. Yeah. And then dive back into it. Yeah. And I think that rotation is how you make your best work because you like live life in between the grind. And some people might like 
get high off of the grind set. So like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you it's wrong. Yeah. I just don't really agree with that way of working anymore. But I personally, I really love what you say and I resonate with that. And like, I think the micro version of that is like great shower thoughts, right? Like yeah. sometimes you have the best ideas when you finally are just like taking a second, like fucking just in oh, the shower dude, and you're the shower thinking. is like such a Zen moment. Right. For but me. the taking a break is the bigger version yeah. of that, right? Yeah. Like sometimes you need that day or week or yeah. whatever. Like don't don't guilt trip yourself if you want to like play Halo for a few hours. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Don't do it for three days straight and miss your deadline. But like you've been locked in for eight hours and you want to spend an hour or two just like chilling out. Like do it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Or like I just everything you're saying there is so cool because I love taking myself out of my like current surroundings and just seeing other people exist or do whatever they're doing. Like you can find inspiration in the craziest things if you're just chilling, for not real. looking for it. For real, yeah, yeah, totally. Damn, that's cool that you're so aware of that. That's that's I'm trying really, to be more aware. Yeah, it's yeah trying. Yeah, you know, it's all a work in progress. Like right. life is a work in progress. You know, like something might change tomorrow, and we got to like figure it out. That was a little broad, but like, you know what I mean? All right, there we go. Another best of episode done and in the books. If you do like this format, definitely let me know if you have suggestions on other things we could add to it. Myself and my incredible producer, Diana are always trying to tweak and perfect this. So I'm all ears and always open to hear from y'all. I'll be back next week with another episode. If you want to help the podcast and go above and beyond, simply sharing it with a friend anywhere, be it social media, sending them a text, or rating and reviewing the podcast yourself. It's all massively helpful. And now with that, we're good. And I'll be back next week. Later.